Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. I'm gonna read. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the guy show, the Culture Report. Book, 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 book. And uh, and uh, you know, you know, when we do the Culture Report, we love to have other opinions. So I have my bro, advertising agent, genius Eddie. Oh, mogul here humble, as the humble, talk his humble, shit humble. and then we have queens gets the money in the building he literally only wanted to be here <laughs> to talk about what 50 did he don't have he don't want he don't want to talk about what jay-z did he only wants to talk about what people at queens do and he's on the show so this should be a very interesting fun show let's get into it tamara i feel like you might get before we get into it wow. like subscribe <laughs> Uh, 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 share, please share, send to a friend, share, and shout out to our sponsors, Tote and Carry. By the way, who Eddie brought to the table? Shout out I'm to Eddie for, for for the for the Your connect. People making the and Yoko Vaca. Shout out to our sponsors. Now let's get into the show. Okay. I just want to note that it's three against one today. No, no, no. It's New three. Yorkers. Oh, I thought three you said New three York guys York. against one uh, girl. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, think, I think New York trumps it. I think y'all better New, be on my New side. New York versus Atlanta. Absolutely. Okay, Let's go. thank you. I want All you, right. James, I'm going to make everybody in Atlanta proud. Watch me hold mine. Right, Let's yeah, go. Yeah, you better hold it down. All right, so speaking of, Beyonce was in Atlanta this weekend. Kind of took over. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't here. I went to a family reunion, but you were in town. What effects did you see Beyonce bring to the town this weekend? Uh, I, I think Beyonce has found a way to make her concert uh, uh the Met Gala for the female and the LGBTQ community. Yes. It was like, I think that people were buying tickets just to get dressed up to go there yes. so they could post their outfit. And I said, and nobody was like, I'm going to the Beyonce concert. It was like, I'm doing Beyonce. Yes. It was an experience. They, it was an experience. Yeah. And I, to me, I thought that that was dope. Like everybody was dressed up like cowboys. By the way, <laughs> this is a lesson that I always tell artists to learn. Um, when you are when you are in album mode, that album should have a theme, a theme that's easy to be followed by the, the community. So if I see the people dressed like that, I know it was the Renaissance tour. Mm -hmm. But if it was for the Lemonade tour, it should have been a whole different vibe. Right. So a lot of artists be thinking they just dropping music for the sake of it. But what Beyonce shows is that if you give a call to action, a uniform, if such, it makes people want to be a part of it because now it becomes less about you and more about us. Mm. I like that. That's a good way to take on it. But I just think that it was really good for the community. Like it brought so much, like every club was packed. All the restaurants was good. Like she really definitely, I know everybody in Atlanta made a bag. So. It was a lot of fucking traffic. It was a lot of traffic, but you know. I want to say I'm not the first person to curse on today's show. Oh yay. Gold star for Ray. Thank you. I'm actually working <laughs> on not cursing. Good luck with as, that. No, no, I'm really, if you pay attention to the last culture report, watch it. I didn't curse as much. Ooh. I didn't. Like I've been intent about, if we're going to go to the next level, I got to learn to communicate myself. Like, so I always that like, by the way, I don't know if anyone knows this in the world. I've never said this out loud to 
except for maybe the Devon. My dream job is to host a late night show. If I could pick one job to have, of uh, being a host, of a host, uh, the host of a late night show would be it because that's where everybody goes after they have achieved something. Yeah. Mm. You got a movie coming out, you're on a late night show. Mm-hmm. You got an album coming out, you want to perform on a late night show. You have a, a TV show, you just won your gold medal, you're on a late night show. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's almost like a America's reward to winners. I could see it for you. So I feel like we're going to be, I'm just, and that's why, and this, I was really randomly, I was high of edibles one night having a random thought. And I was like, I always want to host a late night show, and I kind of got one because well, I looked at a picture of us. Out. But we're going to take it up, though. And the only yeah. way I can get there is by stop cursing. They say um, the only time you curse is when you're, you're not smart enough to fill a word, to find, see, to see, express I, your I, I read, See, I'm saying Don. See, I'm yeah, saying Don. So I think, I think that's a good First strike. <laughs> First shot fired array. He was the one who cursed. So that's not a shot to you, but I'm saying that's a good way to kind of self-evaluate and try to level up. So shout Let's out go. to you for, you know, being that way. Anyway, so... Hip hop's no, you don't, you don't ask them. Oh, oh, what they? What oh, they, Eddie wasn't here. That's right. Okay, cool. My bad. Like, um. Oh yeah, they. Eddie wasn't here. He always said was traffic, and Eddie don't live I mean, here. So. Instagram, right? I see it on Instagram. The impact is crazy. I mean, people probably spent more on their outfits than they did their tickets. Right. <laughs> I seen a lot of. <laughs> that's so real. I seen a lot of DIY. Right. Uh, yes. People are now fashion stylists when it comes to Beyonce's tour. So it's amazing to see that. The scalpers was eating too, though. Oh yeah, they, I've seen they, people they crying about no, like the resells, eat. all of that. It was yeah. just a lot. It was a lot. They're they're definitely a lot of double. Always eat. <laughs> they're going to always. But eat. I also think that's affecting the industry that those resellers and those bots and no, buying not. those. They they they're upcharging so crazy. Like what? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you. Was, I, I was. I wasn't looking for that step. That's not the industry though. That's the people, because the tickets were sold for the price they were sold for. Yeah, but then there's bots that'll buy the tickets to snatch from Get us and then they resell it. How the fuck am I buying right. that? I'm just saying. See, I didn't curse. Point I'm in. Right. It's like a luxury item now. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's like so almost having like, like a bag or an uh, exclusive bag or exclusive uh, sneaker that comes out, right? It's become a luxury item. I don't really like it that way. I like when concerts are a lot cheaper and you can go fraction of the price but that's just me america is being robbed i don't want to say raped because that's such a vile word but america is being robbed they charging us for everything Mm -hmm. they charge you for the park they charge you to enter they charge you for a drink i'm surprised they don't charge us to use the restroom they charging. They said the pandemic money, we want it all. They want it back. back. Where they is that PPP money? Blood. If you got a penny left, yeah. I got something for you to give me a penny for. I'm with it. Um, so on a little sadder note, the godfather of black music, Clarence Avon, died um, at the age of 92. Do you have any like memories or anything that specifically you want to share with the world about him? Or um, story? Well, so when I first came into the music business, uh, there was a big picture of Clarence Avant on Billboard in Erica Grayson's office. And I remember that was the first time I knew that you can buy the cover of Billboard magazine. Um, Because if you buy it, it always says advertisement. So, like, every Billboard cover is not, like, volunteer from Billboard. You can buy it. I think back then it was, like, 50 grand. So every cover to Billboard you can buy. So... Clarence was on the cover of Billboard with a big thank you. And that was the first time I was like, who is he? And Erica was like, that's the, he's the godfather of black executives. He is the guy that would like, all of us would call to, to when we was having contract issues. You know, he's the guy that people like 
Doug Morris and Jimmy, all of them were called when they were dealing with black exec issues. So his legacy was always that. And I, I even said this on my Instagram. I remember when I was at Interscope, I was having a really tough time and I wanted to quit. And I, and, and I remember thinking, I don't have a clearance to call. Like, I don't know who to call. So I remember think I remember I did quit. And then after I quit, I, I never forget, I got in the car and I said, I'm gonna be the new Clarence. I'm gonna be the guy that executives can call that has that. Cause I just felt like we need that as black people. Like just someone who's going, just someone, you know, a lot of us when we coming up, you know, we trying to figure out a way to eat, feed our family. Most of us don't come from rich backgrounds. So a lot of us are like afraid to tell our boss, fuck you, you wrong. Just to have somebody who would do that on our behalf was huge. So shout out to Clarence. I remember I met him and I just remember when I met him, I was like, he was short and he was a shit talker. And I just remember he was like, oh, fuck all that. And I was like, damn, you know, it made me feel good. I see, I cursed. Uh-oh. But I only cursed in honor of Clarence because Clarence, he used to, he used to have a uh, talk crazy. But yeah, I just remember meeting him. And uh, I know his son, Alex, you know, uh, I mean, dog, he really changed the scope of how black people were seen in today's music business. He was the leader. Like, ask L.A. Reid about him. All the guys I looked up to him, they was like, Clarence was the guy that they all called when they needed to get something done. Okay, so anybody else got to look? Well, I just want to say, um, uh, my man's grandmother, Miss Rooney, was very, very good friends with Clarence and Miss Jackie. Wow. So I actually is so crazy. I spoke to him this morning. He said that, you know, she was very emotional about him dying. Mm-hmm. But what she said was that she's happy that because now they're together. Aww. So I just want to give a shout out to Miss Rooney, nanny. Oh, love that. Okay, so um. Hip-hop's birthday birthday was this weekend. Um, Yankee Stadium had, like, the hugest hip-hop. Okay, I was going to do a little New York. Like, can we do the whole New York? Here we go. Look, Jack So Anyway, so um, they literally tried to go through. It was, like, an eight-hour concert, pretty much. Um, Everybody was there except Jay-Z because he was supporting his wife, Beyonce, at her concert. Um, But it was a really, really, I think it was a good, way to honor hip-hop. I think that there was, like, it represented a lot of the... It, it represented all phases of um, hip-hop, not just today, not just old school. It was a really good bridge. Um, it was no violence. Everybody had a great time. Fat Joe said he felt like he died and went to heaven. Um, that's how good it was. Um, do you think that, moving forward, what can we expect for the next 50 years of hip-hop? Um, See, I'm a, I'm a little... Uh I have, I'm a little conflicted on this situation because I love that corporate people are making hip hop 50 a big deal, but yeah, of course, of course it is. It's hip hop 50. You know, when hip hop 51, they might send us home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hip hop 51, they might be like, all right, you got your moment. And for me, I think as a culture, we can't allow that to happen. We made a big deal. I didn't, I haven't, I've seen, obviously you've seen people attach themselves to it, but as a culture, we have to make a big deal of hip hop every year, every year, no matter what, every time, because it's something that to take pride in. And I also say this, this is the first, I've said this on the show a few times. This is the first time in history that our kids are listening to the same music that we listen to. Mm-hmm. Right. So like my son listens to, he listens to Kendrick and J Cole and I would listen to Kendrick and J Cole. So this is the great, I guess, as they say in politics, like dinner table moment, right? And I think a lot of the times we still 
we still kind of ashamed of hip hop in a lot of ways because there's some BS in it. You know what I'm saying? But I think that we should use this Hip Hop 50 as a building block for black families to sit at the table and talk to their kids. You know, now we could have the, the we could have the how we could have the Jordan LeBron conversation. We could have the Jay Z Kendrick conversation or the Baby Keem conversation. We could have those. We could have the Rakim Kendrick conversations. And I think that that's how we keep all of our 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 legends relevant. We can't allow them to go into the fade into the darkness because all these young dudes getting money. No, we need to put our culture in these young dudes' face so they want to go see Cool Herc. Like, when I came in the music business, I wanted to meet Clarence Avon because everybody who I looked up to said, you don't know Clarence? I felt like I had to meet him just to feel like I was in it. And I feel like if we put hip-hop at the center of our culture and the conversation and give our kids pride in it rather than them niggas is old. I think that the next 50 years will be super prosperous and just black culture as a whole will go way further because the only thing that we lack in our culture more than anything is respect for our elders and respect for what our elders did. And Hip Hop 50 has put our elders at the front. So to see a concert in Yankee Stadium, to know that it started off in the projects in the Bronx, and now you got 60, 70,000 people at Yankee Stadium singing it word for word, that's growth. And to me, we're going to keep growing. And the only reason why that happens is because it was year 50. But we don't need another person to tell us year 51 can't be just as important. Mm. So we got to start that now. Yeah, it's amazing to see that as year 50. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 30s, right? My parents are late 50s, so they actually got to see and meet Cool Herc and grew up with them, right? These are their peers. But for me, it was just amazing because I'm watching it with my little brother, and he he's 20, about to be 21, and he didn't know who a lot of these people were. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, imagine if we would have did this when hip-hop was 30. 25, hip-hop, hip-hop was 20. 40, right? Hip-hop was 45. It this younger generation is like the grandkids of the Cool Herc's and, and they don't even know who their grandfather is. It's, it's a little sad in that regard, but I mean, I'm happy that it finally did happen and they're getting the respect they deserve. But um, I think, um, like you said, I, I definitely agree it could be more to, just to be done and uh, maybe it's a world tour instead of just in New York. Maybe it goes to Atlanta, it goes to LA, maybe Miami, right? Um, Texas, because they all had different uh, mm-hmm. eras of hip hop. Yep, we all want to be a part of that. I think it's the start of something great. Um, I think one of the highlights that I saw, um, Nas bringing out Lauryn Hill. Yeah. I think Queens. That was, that was really incredible. We'll never give anybody. Yeah, he will never course. give nobody. <laughs> if, 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 what if else would be a somebody highlight? Somebody from the Bronx did it, he doesn't bring yeah, it up. No, of course nah, not. I'm just uh, saying. Um, Nas also brought out Cool G Rap. Well, we're going to get to that in a cool second. <laughs> um, can't wait to Wu-Tang get was out there. Shout out to Scram Jones, DJing for Ghostface, super producer Scram Jones. Right. From from your Bronx, right? <laughs> but um, I, but it, it was a lot of industry support too. There was mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of executives from Atlanta that yeah. I saw. Uh, Wendy, Wendy uh, was having a ball. Dice, a lot of people that I saw in the crowd, and and it's humbling because as much as some of these people have done in the business, like they were there that day just to be fans. fans. Mm-hmm. That was and, a beautiful and, part, and that's very humbling. So yeah. I like that. I love that. It gave them a moment to kind of get their flowers, but still be fans and enjoy everything and live in a moment. Um, There was a little discrepancy, though. So with anything good in hip hop, somebody has something to say. Uncle Luke went off about rappers from Florida not getting enough respect. Hip hop fans from Florida don't be upset. They don't recognize your favorite Floridian artist as a part of hip hop 50 year celebration. The industry has never considered us as hip hop 
from the time I started in hip hop in the South. Um, what do what is the response to that? Um, I, I'm a little torn. I agree, but Rick Ross is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Um, maybe you know Luke might be speaking about a different kind of Florida artist like him and Trick Daddy that was more like Booty Shake that I grew up on. But bro, I disagree. Like I think Ross is huge. Kodak is huge. Um, you got people like Boston Richie coming up out of out of Florida. I mean, you got people like Plies who are legends. I mean, bro, I I just disagree. Like that that my that Florida doesn't get the credit it deserves. If I had to look at Florida for superstars today, I would probably only say Kodak and Ross superstars. Mm -hmm. Um, if you looked at Atlanta, you got Baby. T.I., Future, I mean, like, bro, I can name fucking, I can name 50 artists from Atlanta. So if Atlanta gets a little bit more than Florida, it's because we have a lot more than Florida. Who would you, what's your face for? You got to throw in Pitbull. You got to throw in Florida. Mike, Mike, I grab the mic, grab the mic, grab the mic. Pitbull, Florida, City, City Girl, but those two, Pitbull no, and Florida, I, they got Diamond Red. Okay, I, I agree. So, no, but that's, that's why I said all I could think of. That's why I want people on the show with me because I'm not shading. But Pitbull is a great example. Flow Rider, great example. And they had their errors. And that's why that's, yeah. that's I'm Even saying. Uncle like Luke, because his song, like, wasn't it banned at one right, time? Right, Luke is the reason why Parental Advisory is on the front cover of albums. Right. So how is he not on the stage at the 50th? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I also, was there any... Out of town, was there any Atlanta artists on there? Well, tr well, actually, Trina was at the Hip Hop 50. Okay, well, see, there goes Trina. But I guess his thing is, you know, they pick and choose who they want to pick and choose. That's what anything, though. That's, why, that's like Willie D was mad because they picked Scarface to perform the, his verse from My Mom's Playing Tricks on Me, and he wasn't there. Like, yeah. the game picks its favorites. That is anything. We all have favorites. So when Luke is saying that, it's a little... I think it's a little uh, immature to say that because I don't think that Florida gets slighted. I think that I love Florida music. I love Luke. I love Luke. I'm just like, bro, if you want to be there, just say you want to be there. That's really how I feel. Like, don't say, yeah. like, because maybe he might, he could have had the same energy if he tweeted, yo, whoever's doing anything Hip Hop 50, we at Florida, we want to be a part of it too. Now people thinking like, damn, Luke want to be a part. Now I want to hit Luke. Right. But when I'm in the room, you know how this stuff goes. We got to show, we got to show. We in the room. Of course you want to interview Jay-Z, but if Lenny S could come, I'm taking Lenny S. I'm, right. not, I'm just taking who I think I who I think I have a chance at getting. I'm not di disrespecting Lenny or Jay. It's the steps to it. You get the Lenny, and then maybe if you, you just never know. But, you, I mean, you don't just wake up with a podcast and say, I want to interview Hove. Right. Kids wake up with a podcast and say, I want to interview Ye. I mean, you're going to have to do a consequence first right. or a a. a, a a producer from his thing, you have to do a John Monopoly. You have to do somebody first before you get them. That's how you get them. So, Luke, just say you want to be a part of it, and then we'll they'll call you. Don't say, don't act like a politician to Florida. I vow to never let this happen again to us. Bro, nobody did nothing to you. <laughs> Didn't do nothing. Like but I, I think Florida too is more. I mean, they have had some stars, but I think it's more of a transient state. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the rappers now are going there to live and, yeah. like, you know, calling it their home. Yeah. Like, Timbaland even Miami, said that he yeah, feels like going. Miami is more kind of like of his home mm -hmm. than VA is. Bro, like, bro, yeah. bro, look at the biggest DJ in hip-hop history is DJ Khaled. Mm -hmm. He's from Florida. Yeah. 
Like, dog, Florida doesn't, Florida never gets overlooked. I think that Luke probably wanted his error to be um, shown, and I just think that he misguided, it was misguided anger to me. If I was and like, I, and by the way, I, the way I speak, I always speak like if I was on Luke's team, I would have been like, "Let's not tweet that. Why don't we say this? This comes off more inclusive because you you just put everybody in Florida on the island with you, like, <laughs> and all this, the whole Florida. You see what I'm trying to say is like you just put them on. They might not want to be on the island. Uh, might have been like, "Nah, I got invited. I just too busy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you just. I just think he spoke out of turn. That's all. Okay. Well, speaking of hip hop and the whole 50 years, Complex actually released the list. Oh boy! And yeah. they came out with, but this time the list is the top 50 rappers from New York. Um, oh, man. <laughs> there was a lot of surprises on this list. Sit up um, and you know me. First of all, you know me. I am like a spice cabinet little girl. I go for ice spice, but I don't know how ice spice got on this list. She but wasn't on it. She's number fifty. I promise you. Oh, but number fifty. That's. Cool. I don't care. Pop Smoke could at least been on. Can I tell you why she was number fifty? Because of Nikki, because she got the machine. No, but because because in my opinion, oh, Pop is on it. He's twenty-seven. In my opinion, in my opinion, my humble opinion, I think that it's hard to speak about top fifty rappers without including females. So if you look at New York females in the last 15 years, it's only her maybe. Nikki came out like what 2007. So that's 16 years ago. So you look at the last 15 years. No, Cardi came out in the last maybe six or seven. So if you think about New York, the last 15 years, the only three females you can name is Nikki, Cardi, and Ice Spice. I'm not pressed for it. If and it- so and, and we talk about the last 15 years. We hip hop been around for 50. So 15 out of 50 is 30%. So we talking about the last 30% of the list was, they got to include females in it. They had to. Jack, I know you got a lot to say about this, but my issue with it is they're not giving her nowhere to grow. They're giving her too many. Yes, they are. She can, she can, if they could do a list 10 years from now, she could be number 31. <laughs> you got to put in a little bit more work. No, she only no, got no. three charts. I'm just, I'm, listen, do I think that, listen, do I think she deserved to be 50? Like, Hell no. But I think that she's a woman. And I think that you have, like Nikki had to be in the top well, 10. Part of diversity. She had like what number was Nikki? Yeah. Seven. Well, even I thought if, Nikki was if, ten. Even nah. if you took out, okay, so Nikki had to be at, Nikki had to be in the top ten. You have to put Nikki. You see, what I'm trying to say female so, and male. She should have been top. If 10 you got anyway. fifty rappers from from New York, you layman, and you only got two women, three women out of fifty. That's six percent of the list. You gotta add Ice Spice to make it. You gotta add Ice Spice to make the list feel a little bit more inclusive. I don't need Phil. Can I see the list? Because y'all, I'm y'all not, Eddie's I'm face. Not, I'm not really mad at her being on the list. I think that you know. She's had the the craziest year rise of a lot of rappers in general. Man, they bugging. So I'm not. Mad I'm looking at the list right now. They bugging. They, I'm bugging. mad. I'm more mad. I'm more mad personally with this list about some of the rankings and some of the how you got Diddy ranked behind Cool Keith. <laughs> That's what I don't saying. know one don't know Cool Keith doing. song. Right? How, how do they got uh, Fabulous at 32? But and you got Cameron and Jada Kiss at sixteen and seventeen. I feel like you put them three together. How do you put no disrespect to this guy? How do you put Fab below MF Doom? That, the, the number. I mean, like MF, I don't. I, is, is MF Doom alive? Alive or he's, he's alive? God bless his death. Okay, God bless his death. I know he passed away, but I'm like, but I'm like, who's had a bigger impact? Fab. How's Q Tip? How you got 24? Big L over Fab and Fab? Has, 
How is Cool G rap number 30? I think Complex is He should is, be number 50. I, I honestly no, no, think no. Cool G I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just oh, playing. Don't say that. I just, Don, I just had to mess with the queens in the room. He should have been fifth. Now. Nah, nah, I like Cool G rap. They, they had the top three right, but I, I just feel like Complex should stop making lists at some point. Um, I think it should really be left up. I, I don't know who's making the list there. I don't, I've never worked at Complex. I don't know anybody at Complex, but I doubt it's someone who looks like us. And, and if they don't look like us, they shouldn't be yo, they, yo, yo, they got the first... Five right, in my opinion. Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, Rakim, LL Cool J. Where's Mace on that list? Mace. Good question. Mace is number 28. 28 above Fat Joe, Fabulous, and Ja Rule. I wouldn't agree about Fat. Ja I'm, I'm not the biggest Ja Rule fan. I, like I think we need music. to put out, I need to, uh, Don, I think we need to put out Atlanta, God Show, Atlanta Rappers list out. ASAP. Yeah. Cause uh, but do y'all got fifty? So who's top 50 three? Atlanta. Atlanta. That's not like shots. That's Atlanta. not like shots. He said, "Do y'all have fifty rappers?" Jack said, "Do y'all got fifty to even oh, put on the list?" Not on SoundCloud. He said, "Y'all only got SoundCloud rappers." Like fifty rappers. impactful, like impact. Like that really shook the room. Did y'all really shake the room? No, no, Did y'all really shake the room? No, listen, 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 listen. Hold on, 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 hold on. Um, uh, I don't know if he came in right. I don't know the difference between the the Jizza and Inspector Deck. If you put them both in my face and say which one is Jizza, I wouldn't know. Right. And that's not. And I'm not gonna downplay Wu Tang's contribution to hip hop. I just don't know. Right. So right. when people from New York like yourself downplay us because you don't know, I, that's I why Atlanta. That's why Atlanta is the. It was a question. How would Do you have fifty? Rappers? Every city has fifty rappers, but fifty Pensacola got fifty rappers. <laughs> Inspector Deck and Jizza was a part of a worldwide. Phenomenal. So they should be in the group then. Okay. Wait, I got a question. What's your top five Atlanta rappers then? My top five? Uh, uh, I had a whole commission for that, but I say my top five Atlanta rappers are in no order because I don't want to. I don't want to conflict with the the thing. No, no, not that. I'll, I'll drop the order. If you want me to do order, order, I do order. I do order. Uh, number one is Andre three thousand. Number two is Ti. Number three is Future. Number four is Jeezy. Yes, don't play with Jeezy. Mm. Snowman was the man. I put Jeezy before Future. Oh, that's fine. Okay, cool. Number four, okay. Oh, that, that's the face of four. Number four is Jeezy, and then number five to me, I I gotta say, for the sake of it, Ludacris. Definitely, I got to. That's my. That would be my top five. Then the next ten, ten would be like Two Chains, Thug, uh, those guys. But Luda, Jeezy, Ti, Dre, and and Future are my top five Atlanta rappers of all time. So who's number 50? You can't get that. Right, so if you go down the list, who's 50? 50 man. I don't know. I, I got to look at it. Maybe, I don't know. I got to look at it. But I'm just saying, there's a 50. It could be anti the menace. It could be, is a 50. There, there are. Ray will figure it out. No, there are 50 rappers from Atlanta that have that have contributed to the culture that have sold records. For a fact. Right, don't hate, Jack. No, 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 no. Listen. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not I'm, hating. No, 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 no. We ain't gotta go through that. I'm, I'm, you just you said. Know, you said. You just said. Do we I have just 50 said, rappers? Do y'all have fifty? And, I mean, we know y'all have fifty rappers. Every fucking city has fifty rappers. But all of these guys, and even the guys that I don't know, I can honestly say that I've heard of, or I can maybe understand to a certain extent their contribution. I'm what talking, I'm asking is, can you really do that with fifty guys out of Atlanta? I can name fifty Atlanta rappers. I think after 15 actually, 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 right. let's bet a thousand dollars right now. 
Ooh. I can name 50 rappers. Love Off it. the top of my I head. I didn't say 50 rappers. Right now. I said 50 Love impactful action. rappers. I can name 50 rappers from Atlanta right now. Bet $1,000. Now, let's keep it moving. Because I guarantee you I can name 50 rappers from Atlanta. I, this is my city. The way you know Queens and you know where every block is somebody from, I know Atlanta. And I know where everybody's from. Whether it's Chris Cross being from Southwest, ABC being from the Southside, Migos being from Gwinnett. I can name them all. You going to start naming them franchise boys. I can. D4L. Yeah, go That's impactful. He going to name them individually. That's impactful. You was leaning with and rocking with it. You was leaning and rocking with it. I ain't going to lie. Okay, cool. You okay. Exactly. You So that's my point. You, you just... Don't respect the South. I don't? No. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that at then all. And you would never say, I, I, I would never say, is there 50 rappers from Florida? I, I just asked. I, I would simply, never say that. I know they are. I just simply asked the question. You answered And it. I simply said, put I your money where I your mouth is. We can play another game. Let's <laughs> bet $1,000. I bet I but, can name, and I don't have nothing. I, I, you give me, put the phones down. I promise you, I can name 50 Atlanta rappers that, if I name it, somebody like Don Vito, somebody like Aaron, somebody, somebody ain't going to be like, oh yeah, I know that record. I promise you that. But I, oh, anyway, we're Let's getting go. back to the list. I think more, more also, a boogie's not on that list, and that's crazy to me. Mm. That's good one. Whoa, a boogie. That's is a good not one. Yeah, yeah, I put ice spice on there, but a boogie definitely should have been on it. That's Whoa. crazy. Let ice me see the list again. Bit. I need to see this. Hold on. Completely different um, music. Yes, if they opened the door for ice spice. They could. That's crazy that they don't got a boogie on. A boogie's like top five in the Bronx. Yeah. Oh Period. my God! He's, he's the only male rapper right now holding it down for New York. If you ask well, me, well, ain't Little TJ from the Bronx? Yeah, yeah, little TJ, but a little like, TJ literally stole a boogie's whole flow, but that's a story for how the hell I, is I wouldn't say that. I think he got his own. Bro, Jada Kiss should be in the top ten. Jada Kiss be should be in the top ten for sure. Jada Kiss is the illest rapper in New York history, outside Period. of Jay Z. Yeah. I mean, outside of Jay Z, top 10. rapper. Nas is, Nas is a poet and he got the wordplay and it might be a little complicated. You might need to get the dictionary out to hear what he's saying. But Jadakiss, bro, he is the illest rapper, rapper, straight bars out of New York, excluding Jay-Z and Biggie. Definitely. Exclude, now you can't put nobody, Nas, he could be, Rakim, he could, I think he might have Rakim by just a little bit. Rakim, what made Rakim so ill was his voice. Yeah. I've done the rock and the law. That, he was, his no. voice is ill. Very disrespectful. Jadakiss should be over Karis one. No disrespect to Karis one. Karis one should be top ten. Definitely top ten. But Jadakiss should be over Karis one. DMX should be in there. But bro, this this is this list is blasphemy. This is this list was made in Manhattan. Yeah, I, no, I think this AI, list was made in Manhattan. I think AI made. No, no, no. They made list. that complex. They made that list in Manhattan. And That's what it was. They must be looking at record sales or something. They gotta nah, be. Nah, they didn't even that. They got other. They they got that. They. And, and, I gotta, and I gotta add something. You know I'm a queen. Sean nigga. Price. Oh, yeah, Sean P. He's he's very you important. Say, we gonna, to New you gonna York say AZ? He's very oh AZ's not on the list either. Look, That's see, crazy. Queens, I didn't even notice that. AZ not on the list. AZ is not on the list. That's fucking nuts. That is crazy. AZ is not on the list. That is fucking nuts. Cormega is not on the list. That is nuts. Peter Edge, Peter Guns is not on the list too, and Peter Guns was nice. Peter Guns is definitely um, rap. And he's from the Bronx too. And, and Corey can rap yeah. his ass off. Soundview, Soundview, you already know. Let's go. But but, but honestly, Fat Joe should have been higher than Pops. Jim Jones should have. Fat been Joe should have been higher than Pops. See, this is shit I'm talking about. This is shit I'm talking about. Listen, now we talking about putting on for New York. There's nobody on this list that puts on for New York more than Fat Joe. I feel like he's damn near the mayor of New York rappers. Like he connected to everybody. He fucks with everybody. He's not afraid to call you out on your bullshit. Right. Fat Joe being in the thirties is blasphemy. Definitely. 
Like, it, no disrespect to Prodigy, but Fat Joe, to me, feels more important than Prodigy. Anytime in, in Don't New do York, that. in the Bronx, anywhere. That's my point. He is literally like the king like, of New York. I'll give you that. Don't play. And he gave us Khaled. And he gave us... Re- Hold on. Remy Martin is not... Where oh, is Remy... Is on the list? Hold yeah, up. Yeah, that's disrespectful, too. So no yeah. way. By the way, I'm handling this in real time. Remy Martin is not on the list crazy. of Ice Spice. Complex, this list is cool now list. Cool null and void. Matter of fact, Complex, y'all not allowed the to God show just null and void the Complex list. <laughs> the God show just null and void. Remy Martin, be, not being in the top 50, but Ice Spice is clout chasing at its finest. That is blasphemy. You don't disrespect the no shade, though. They both from the Bronx, so we appreciate I, mean, I like them both, but, I, no, but. <laughs> but I'm saying Ice Spice will probably be like, put Remy in front of me, y'all. Right. I don't want that smoke. Right, right. Come on, man. Is she, is she even a good rapper? But I have I to mean, add one she, more. She makes good songs. Yeah. She has an amazing look, but I don't think anybody's like, yo. You heard y'all that hear them new, Ice Spice bars? The bars? Bars, yeah. nigga. Come no, on now. Yeah, it's not happening. When Remy come out, it's like. You know what's going on. Monsters yeah. here. The female Wordplay, monsters here. Yeah, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Well, we're Lado's talking not about from New, New York, York people. From, not from New York. Yeah. All right, let's go. There, there's one more real quick, one more omission yeah, that ahead, I, I have it. to say something about because I wouldn't be a Southside Jamaica Queens dude if I didn't. How the fuck do they not have Lloyd Banks on this list? Oh. oh I've been arguing with my man Birdman Zoe. I've been arguing with my man Birdman Zoe, Shaka, and everybody about, I think you might have been around where I was like, Lloyd Banks is dope, but he's not better than Two Chains. And they was like, he's one of the best rappers ever. New York didn't give it to him, guys. I can't believe it, by the way. I can't believe it, by the way. But come on, man. Banks is from is up Nori the block on the list? Here. Nori's here. Nori's on. He's thirty nine. Okay. Is Joe Budden on the list? Joe no. Budden's from Jersey. Well, he claimed he's oh, Queens right. also. He's Good. a Queens Jersey dude. Joe Budden should be Jersey. on the list. I would do Jersey. I don't. I don't look at no, him. Jer- as no, Joe. Jer- I didn't know that. Not, he moved to Jersey. No, he oh, okay. moved to Jersey. I heard Joe Budden's from Queens. I I put okay, him in Jersey. I, I stand corrected. No, he was, he was, he's heavy with, with um. I mean, he fuck with flipping. You know. You know. He's. Queens heavy yeah, web and nitty, you know, and whatever like that. I never knew that Joe was from Queens. Yeah, he's from Queens. I didn't know that. So that means he's not because you're a Queens I, nigga. I, you I, know I everything about wrong. Queens. I mean, I could Did be you? Wrong. Let me ask you a question. Where the fuck is the McDowell's? <laughs> you from Queens? Where's McDowell's? I can tell you that. Where? It's near the intersection of Queens Boulevard and Elmhurst Avenue. And right now it's a bank. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you oh, live around the corner. From okay, cool. Let's go. More. See, hey, you. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Where's LL Cool J on that list? Five. He's, uh, he's number five. Yeah. Yeah. He got his. He got his respect. Speaking of people wanting their respect in hip hop, Soldier Boy kind of came and said his piece about not getting his respect with the fifty years of hip hop. He said, "When I came in the game, they said I killed hip hop, but really, I birthed a new wave of hip hop with the internet slash streaming ahead of my time." Hashtag Hip Hop Fifty. Now everyone blogs their careers like me. Now everyone uploads their music to the internet like me. Now everyone goes live for their fans. I started it. Thank me or not. Flowers or credit or not. Hashtag Hip Hop 50. Soldier Boy is the Winklevoss twins. Anybody know the Winklevoss twins are? No, you, you lost me okay, with that Winklevoss one. twins are the guys that had the original idea for Facebook. and and Or they supposedly had the original idea for Facebook. And then Mark Zuckerberg took it and became Facebook. And... They they would be like right. like it's the scene on Family Guy where they would be like I want to go I want to go there and he said I said it first I said it first like <laughs> at the end of the day brother in our world that shit is cool but cool Herc the man that is responsible for starting hip hop has never said I started hip hop mm. he's mm. never said that Jay Z who literally is probably the reason why Brooklyn is what it is has never said 
I'm why Brooklyn is what it is. And that's what makes them great. Anytime you start searching for credit, you kill your credibility because the people want to give it to you. And when you try to take it, and mind you, I, and this lets you know how non-biased I am. I sat in this same chair and everybody went off of me when I said Soldier Boy is the Kobe Bryant of rap. Mm-hmm. Remember I said that yes, and I was like, he brought, remember, and everybody's like, no. So it's not like I'm not giving him credit. But my thing to Soldier Boy is I would say, let me say it. Let mm. Jack say it. Let Joe mm. Budden say it. You saying it uh, hurts the credibility of the saying because now all people are saying they're not even listening to what's facts and what's not facts. They just arguing this again. Right. And you hurting your shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, you'll never hear me saying, I'm on the God show and we're the best. I'll, I'll leave that to other people. I just sit in this chair and do my job. And if somebody say I'm the best, I received it. And if somebody say I'm not, I received that too because it's not for me to interpret. I never heard Michael Jordan say, I'm the GOAT. <laughs> and everybody in the world knows he is. Facts. Including LeBron. Let's be clear. Everybody and their mama know Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever play in the NBA and pick up a basketball. By far. He's never said it. I think Souza Boy had himself mistaken with Lil Wayne. I feel like Lil Wayne was really the person that birthed everyone else, and he kind of fell in the crash. But I remember when Lil Wayne was putting out a new song every day on LimeWire, and you just had to be there. And, and that's when MP3s first started. That's when, like, he kind of birthed that. And Soulja yeah. Boy took it and ran with with YouTube and everything else. But the impact was way larger with Lil Wayne than it was with Soulja Boy. And that's only because Lil Wayne has never said, I'm the first. And that's what makes him great. But I get Soulja Boy's point. I'm not, listen, I agree. I literally said the same thing on black. this show. I get it. So. Tamara, I said the same thing true. on this show. I'm just saying, let someone else say it. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. you. It looks corny when you, you yeah yeah you gotta get you gotta let people give you your flowers. Yeah. You can't go to the store and buy your own flowers and be like, look at my flowers. Like that's yeah, not how it works. Yeah, or or, 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 or <clears throat> prove it. Be as big. If you so good on the internet, you should be the biggest rapper in the world right mm-hmm. now. If you the first, because let's the be one, clear. You tell let's us. be clear. When Jay Z said only two could be mentioned in the same breath as him. Seven straight summers critics might not admit it, but nobody in rap did it quite like I did it. If you've done it, I've done it before. Got mad at it. Don't want it no more. When he said that. He got more money than every rapper. He got the baddest girl in the, that probably ever lived. One of them. <laughs> Nate, you can't name a female that has more of an impact on the world than Beyonce. Beyonce is going to be mentioned with Cleopatra. Amen. You better Amen. stop playing. Amen. If she was from the Queens, you would give it to her. But since she's from <laughs> your bias ass don't want to. The Queens hold on. Hold on. He I'm got Beyonce. All his friends me. are rich. He got the number one sports agency. When he say I'm the best, he shows it. Mm-hmm. If Soldier Boy was running a billion dollar tech company right now, and that's what he said, I started I think we would all give him credit. But you opened the door and people ran, stepped over you and ran past you. Mm. And that's what really happened. So it's hard for you to take credit. Because Wayne said he's the best rapper alive. T.I. said, I'm the king of the South. And every time somebody tried to stand on that throne and take him down, he stood tall. Whether it was the feds, whether it was the streets, whether it was a little flip. Whoever had a problem with that, nigga, you're going to have to talk to me about it. That's what makes him the king. You can't say who you are if you ain't in a position to say it. And you, that's the lesson I learned. Stop bragging on who you are if you ain't on the top. Period. We in the top 100, by the way. We getting there. We in the top 70-something this week. But we getting there. But I still wouldn't say we there until we're there. <laughs> I leave that to Don Vito. The Don, the, the, what's my man name? The Don, not Don Cornelius. What's Don King of Podcast? Here we go. Let's go. Um, so I have an interesting little thing. And then, okay, so according to chart data, Cardi B tied with Nicki Minaj as a female rapper with the most number one U.S. hits, um, radio hits. 
with 11 each. That's kind of surprising to me, being that Nicki put out so much more music than Cardi B. Um, what do you guys take of this? How has Cardi been able to realistically compete with Nicki in the past couple years? I'm going to let my man from the Bronx go first. I usually oh, go man. first. I'm going to so, let you go first. I know, I know so, what it is, but I want I want to hear. Of course, I'm a little biased. Cardi from the Bronx, that's home team, right? That's how I got started. But regardless of the fact, um, I think this is a different era when they said that, that's Billboard's list. Chart data, right? Is, this and is a fact. So this is number one. This is 11 number one, number one rhythmic records. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I, I think it's, I don't know. I could be speaking out of term, out of context, but I think it's a lot easier for Cardi to do it now versus when Nicki was trying to do it. Um, when, if we look at the records that probably came out at that time when Nicki was going and having her number ones, the competition was different. Pop was big, right? And I don't know. I think Cardi caught Ooh. a wave. And that's she a great, that's she a great ran point. with it, but the records that Nikki was going against was the the Taylor Swifts. The like, it was it was when you had to have a monster to compete. Uh, uh, now you don't have. Now you don't have to Gaga's. have a, Like it, it's completely different now, and the way the music industry is set up now with streaming and everything else is completely different. Like you had to go buy Nikki's album, like go down to the Virgin store and buy it, compared to now you're just waiting on Friday for it to stream it. So. It's a completely different conversation. And, and and back in the day, based on Eddie just said a very good point. Back in the day, the the in order for you to drop, you had to compete against monster releases. Mm-hmm. Now, based on streaming, you are the monster. Mm-hmm. So where Taylor Swift won because she had the best song or she was the biggest artist, now like I give an example. We currently have the fastest growing song in Spotify history. Do I think that's because that's the best song in history? No. It's the right song on a monster artist from a monster group, and it's his first debut. That's why. It's, and it's a great record. It's a, it's a hit, by the way. Right. But I'm just saying, Cardi competed. Like, anything Cardi does, she's the monster now. Unlike Nicki, you had to drop and drop and drop. And don't forget, she went through that Roman stage where people were like, is she selling out? Yeah. Like she was doing a Where's Roman or whatever it was. But the point is, is that it's hard to compare numbers from back in the day to numbers today. Now, the numbers are still there. But I mean, like you're literally going to have songs. If streaming stays prominent the way it's set up, you're going to have every song that's out right now will be platinum 100 years from now. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you made a great song? Or does that just mean the way streaming is set up? You Everybody's going to eventually get there. But Cardi, I'm gonna be honest with you. Cardi makes, I hate to say this, more impactful music. Nicki, hit me out, hit me out, hit me out. I, I see the faces. By the way, you know I'm a Nicki fan, so let me finish. I like the faces. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Hit me out. Meaning, Nicki was in the Nicki is in the top seven. She's number seven ranked on rappers. Rappers. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Okay. Nikki is a ill rapper, and rapping is not always about the best song. It's about making, it's about being, being the illest with words. Cardi makes great songs, one-offs, everything she makes. Cardi's the first female in history, I think. I think first artist might, might be in history to ever have every song on her album. Uh, char- no, uh, be certified at least gold. She made an album of perfected hits how about this 
she hasn't dropped another album in since then. Years. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say she that. She only dropped one album. So, so here's the thing. When you drop one album, you don't give your chance to compete against rappers. So no one is comparing Cardi to the best rappers, right? You compare Nicki to the best rappers. You give Cardi the best songs because Cardi makes hits because Cardi has a team around her. And they're deliberate with every song being big, 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 big. And Nikki is an MC. So she might give you a super freak, but she'll also give you a song like Dreams, where she's talking about rapping about fucking rap male rappers and male R&B singers that we know wasn't supposed to be a hit. She wasn't making that record. Basically, what I'm saying is this. I'm, a, I'm in the music business. There's a, you go, there's a difference when you go in the room as Hove and you make a song like Allure, which is my favorite Jay-Z song, and then you make a song like Empire State of Mind. When you make Empire State of Mind, you know you aiming for the sky. Right. When you make a lore, you know you aiming for your audience. Mm -hmm. So all I'm saying is that every Nikki doesn't always aim for the sky because she's a real MC. I don't think Cardi B has ever referred to herself as an MC. Ever. Am I right or wrong? Ever. Exactly. She's an entertainer and she's making the best songs. And it's showing because rhythmic charts is 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 acknowledging it. But Nikki just never had to do that. You're not gonna tell me that Cardi made more impactful music than Nicki. That's did literally I, see, what that was exactly. See, that was exact I, I didn't say she made he a bigger said more impact. impact. That was their exact words. I didn't say impact. Was it I not said, impact? No, impact I said she made. Word. I said she made better songs. You said impact, and that's why that's what I disagreed with. Because listen, let me tell you something. I work. I've worked with Cardi's with team. When they call you. When they call you for records to help come and fuck with Cardi. Nikki had girls running around with pink chicken wing chains. And when she was dressing like an alien, everybody was dressing like an alien. Like she done, she took her fans with her through all her did they like say? Impact, did they say, impact, impact. Are we like, talking about who had a more impact career? Yeah, come on, you career? Had the bangs and all that. Come are we on. talking about, see, this is where you'd get yeah, lost. Hold on, I got it. This way, impact. Can I finish? This is where you get fucking lost. Can we rewind Let it? Let me finish. You can. We're talking about urban, we're talking about rhythmic charts. Rhythmic radio. Do you know what rhythmic radio is? That's what I was going to ask you. That okay, question see, is so my you arguing about with me about something you don't even know about. You, you, rhythmic radio. By the way, if you I look on the current, impact. if you look on the current rhythmic charts right now, women. we have the number one record with the All My Life record with J Cole and Lil Durk and J Cole. So don't tell me about charts. I'm on charts all the time. Rhythmic charts is only about music and hits and audience. That's all it's about. It's not about who's more impact impactful. It's not about none of that. I'm willing to bet money that Chris Brown has had more rhythmic chart hits than Jay-Z. Does that mean that Chris Brown is a better artist? No, that just means Chris Brown makes the kind of music. And let me tell you what rhythmic music is. Rhythmic music is the middle between pop and urban. Because it said like chart 40, it had rock, huh? and then it had rhythmic in the middle. Yeah, rhythmic is the... Okay, so yeah. rhythmic is... Hot 97 is a rhythmic station. Okay. Rhythmic stations are are stations that play uh, music that's more straight down the middle and not like urban music. Like put like this, as big as Yo Gotti is, he probably never had a number one rhythmic record. Mm. Probably had about 15 urban record number right. ones. Okay. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he probably hasn't, but rhythmic record leans towards either urban or leans towards pop. Drake is a rhythmic artist. Yes, right. I can see that. Right? Kid Ink is a rhythmic artist. Mm -hmm. Tiger is a rhythmic artist. Yo Gotti, Meek Mill, they are urban artists. Got it. Meaning, you know, they make music for African Americans solely and white people like it. Rhythmic records are records that are made for everybody. Cardi is also 
considered, I guess, black and Dominican. So she has the Latin world and she has the black world. That's considered rhythmic. Two different genres in one. So when I'm saying, I'm not arguing who had the most impact on history. Nick, Cardi is Nikki's daughter. Yes. No way around it. The same way Nikki is Kim's daughter. Agreed. But Nikki had more hits than Kim and a bigger impact than Kim. But Nikki also came at a time when she could. And she, not only she, she also came at a time where, who was Nikki's nemesis the whole time she was winning? Right. Foxy Brown was Kim's nemesis, right? But who was Nikki? She didn't have one. She was she the only one. one. And be- and Remy went to jail. But and but here's another thing. But she held her own. Nikki is a real rapper. And I think as a real rapper, she's okay with Cardi having 11 number one rhythmic records like her. Because I don't think every time Nikki went into studio and made a record, she was trying to make a hit. I have one of Nikki's rhythmic hits, by the way. Um... Uh, only with Drake, Wayne, and, and Chris Brown. That was the number one rhythmic record and rhythmic and urban record. Bro, Nikki don't have to do that. I'm just saying. Speaking of females, um, back at, like so a while ago when Drake took the picture of a sexy red, I was like, we don't need pictures. Give her a feature. And he actually took it a step further and is now taking her on tour with the hem. Um, how do we feel about sexy red getting the opportunity to open Drake's tour? I think it's a good look for her. Um, I'm at Hold on. How, who's taking her tour? Ice Spice? No. Sexy Red. Why are you, what, what's that for? Sexy Red got like five songs out right now. All hitting. I love Sexy Red. So what's the, what's the phase? Like why Sexy Red can't be on tour with Drake? What's, what's, what's the tea? What's the sexy Red to me, this is the tea. Can I be honest? Yes. And, I, and by this the way, I hate speaking. No, it's not a safe space. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but you know, I just. But I hate speaking that. about female rap because I don't think as a man is my position. But to me, sexy red feels like. Sexy. Okay, so when I was in high school, right? Let me tell you a story. When I was in high school, it was this kid in my high school named MC Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was in the he was in that classroom where. You sat in the classroom the whole day, but then when the bell ring, you hang out in the hallway. And then when the bell, when the, when the bell ring, the one you go back in, he went back in his classroom. His name was MC Motherfucker. And we would go to him and be like, yo, and all he would rap is like, a motherfucker to the motherfucker, fucker, fucker. And he said, and he he was a little, you know, I don't know, he's challenged. And and to me, it feels like sexy red is MC motherfucker of hip hop right now. Where <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful, by the way, where she is, Sexy Red feels like a character that Dave Chappelle made up for the Chappelle show. And he was like, and she was like, pound town, you left pound town. And it became kind of catchy and we started listening to it. I don't want to disrespect her because I like her. She's the female Juicy J. But I don't think we took Juicy J series either. We, if, if you go to every hood in America, there's a Sexy Red. Five Sexy Reds of course. on every block of America. Of course. And that's why she's winning. But as far as going on a tour with Drake, I think it's more of a, a play for Drake. Not that he needs it. What's the play? Not that he you go needs where it. I'm going. What's the play? Not that he needs it. Okay, but, you said that already. Um, What's the play? <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to get his thoughts together. What is the play? I want to. I want to get say this the right way. Um, I think that it's a play for Drake because he wants to appeal to that demo, and I think it it makes him f- more inclusive in that demo. But why her out of everybody? Because she's the most ratchet person out right now. My point exactly. It feels like a joke. Like it feels like let's. It's, you know what it feels like? It feels like when, and when Mariah Carey was like, "I need to get the urban community to fuck with me." 
And she's like, let's go get the hoodest nigga in the history of hood niggas. ODB, me and Mariah, go back. Like, it worked. When you put that ugly with that beautiful, it works. And that's why I said it feels like it's like, who's the most ratchet person we can get to turn this tour up? So even if people don't like the music, they're at least entertained and laughing. This isn't the first time he's done that, though. He's done that with Black Boy JB, City Girls. Even when you look at his collabs with Gunna and Lil Baby, like, he's always kind of doing this. And, I mean... He gets it. He understands. That's what I'm saying. Brand. It's on brand for him. He gets it. Drake understands. For me to look like I'm that nigga, I need them niggas around me. Yeah. He I gets think, that. I think it's a good, it, it goes together. I think it'll be a good opening. She's going to hype the crowd. I think she'll do her job. It'll she serve his purpose. She's going to break it. Pound, pound, deliver, pound, pound. Um, the song is catchy, though. I'm going to say this, though. Um, All her records is catchy. <laughs> right. And y'all, y'all going to laugh, but just watching. Sexy Red's career has went astronomically to another level. And nobody would have thought it. Ever since she did a video on Queens. Wow. That is not where I thought this was going. That is not where I thought this was going. Um, But, all right, so as podcasters, right, um, (laughs) we might ask guest questions and we we might not, like, know what to expect, right? So Sexy Red went on a podcast um, with Little Yachty and they asked her, like, what's the craziest shit you ever went through? And she revealed that she was raped. And they were like, not that, something else. Like, just completely, like, laughed it, brushed it under the table and was like, and she was like, oh, wow, I done went through shootouts and robberies and shit like that. Like, and it kind of brought up the conversation of, like, the stigma of brushing stuff like that under the rug and, like. No, that's not what it was. Because we are podcasters. It's if we're having a light, fluffy conversation and you start talking about rape, at that moment, you just change the entire direction of the interview. (laughs) And I don't think that this is the platform. This is not the platform to talk about you being raped. Now, if you was on Angela Yee's show and you said that, she wouldn't have brushed it off because Angela Yee is a real journalist and that's her brand. But Lil Yachty is like, what the hell am I supposed to say? Right, that's literally what he was like. I don't even know what to say. Like, you got raped? Like, I want to call the cops for you. Like, I don't know. I don't agree with that because the name of his show is a safe space. So if that's the case, then you kind of you open yourself up to be in these conversations and to have these conversations because it's supposed to be a safe space, right? Yeah, but if he know he don't got the ability to communicate that, then he did the right thing, moved on to something. Else. Yeah, like if I'm you saying, ask somebody the craziest thing you want, like imagine we sit here, ta- imagine we sit here talking about the top fifty list, and Tamara's like, "This guy should be on the list because he raped my friend." Hey, 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 hey! You Whoa, just went somewhere totally. Right. Let's can, not I go there. That. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying right. to say it's kind of like it's kind of like let's not bring. It's like my one of my favorite TV shows was Martin. One of my favorite TV shows, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. the Cosby Show. They never brought up rape. Law and Order would bring up rape. Certain shows that bring up rape. Certain shows just don't bring up rape because rape is a very vile. I said rape earlier today. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to say that word. Come on. <laughs> it's just a word that it, I think that him saying let's not talk about it was more respect than it was trying to brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm. I don't want to disrespect you, but I don't really want to talk about what happened to you because I'm not the police. And I don't want to use your rape as entertainment for my audience. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Speaking of men not knowing what to do with themselves, um, this is a topic I've been trying to avoid my whole entire life, but here we are. Um, Blueface and Krishan, right? So, I listen, everybody. Everybody said, ah, oh, but Ray sent me a clip over the weekend, right? So, Well, let me just tell you why. Let me tell you. Here's my thoughts on Blueface. 
Blueface is a manifestation of all West Coast early 90s rap. He's a manifestation of, mm-hmm. it ain't no fun if your homies can't have none. He's a manifestation of what Too Short was saying. When he was like, because I'd give you a bitch, wouldn't give you a joint. He is, he was a young man raised by those kind of men. And now we are, it's, it becomes a little cringeworthy when you hear what he says. When he's like, you ain't my bitch, you can't. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's the kind of men that raised me. Mm-hmm. Real men that was like, this is how men think. So when people get mad at Blueface, you need to really get mad at your uncles in them. <laughs> because no, no bullshit. Blueface is just That's a manifestation behavior. of what we were taught. Ain't no funds. Your homies can't have none. Like bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Like that's what Blueface represents. So when he's talking to his woman and you see him talking like that and people are like, whoa, whoa, bro. Have you ever dealt with a West Coast nigga? No. Oh, okay, cool. I know you haven't. You think, you think somebody, you think if it's one motherfucker that will not give a fuck about what a woman thinks, that's a nigga from the West Coast. <laughs> now, because we are in this new world of, you know, like, let's, let me ask you a question. Name one rapper and from Queens that you feel like you could walk up to and say, can I touch your wife ass? <laughs> yeah, Guess happen. what? In Ice-T world, it works. A white, a West Coast rapper, right? West Coast rappers. Blueface is the child of Snoop. The old Snoop, the old Dre, the old Ice-T. He's the, he's the child of the old Dog Pound. So when you're getting mad at him, you really need to get mad at the music that he was raised on because that's all he is. He's doing. He ain't doing nothing wrong. He ain't been, he ain't went out of character. He ain't hit a woman and didn't hit a man. We done seen him beat up men. It ain't like he's like picking and choosing. He with the smoke with whoever. He a, he a real West Coast pimp. Wait, so, so I could go touch Coco booty? No. Neo. Remember the story? Neo walked up to Ice-T and was like, yo, can I grab your wife's ass? Ice-T was like, go ahead. I wish the fuck you would walk up to me and ask me, could you touch my lady knee, nigga? We got a problem. <laughs> Not the knee. Her knee, nigga. <laughs> Don't even address her, nigga. Right. I'm in a room. But that's my point. These West Coast uh, men have been known for being pimps. Dog, look at, uh, look at the 80s and the early 90s rap music from New York. They wasn't talking about women like that. Mm-hmm. When you hear bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks, that was West Coast. It ain't no fun if your homies can't have none. That was West Coast. That's how they was. Look at the Dr. Dre nothing but a G thing video. The girl is playing volleyball and he opened up her bra and she that's how the West Coast was. So you mad at Blueface, you need to get mad at the West. He's just a child of the West. Product of his environment. He's a product of his oh, environment. Look how his mom is and look at his mom. His mom yeah. is like his mom fine as hell. Mm-hmm. Like all these niggas try to get at me. All these, like dog, that's if, if my mother said that. She yeah. ain't. She was. Look, you see her. She she ain't. But my point is, is that on the West Coast, it's way different lifestyle. So you can't punish Blueface for being a West Coast pimp when he was raised by West Coast pimp music. I guess. Um, speaking of pimps and stuff like this and unsolicited behavior, Kim K was spotted at Drake's um concert. Do you think she was being a groupie? Because I don't. Next. You don't. You don't want to. No. Why are we talking. Oh, because we were arguing about it earlier. So that's why. I'm I just saying, man. In. Like, like. Next. Okay. I mean, like, and there's no disrespect to them. Like, no disrespect to them. But it's, I would much rather talk about black girls oh, and give them the light. Twice. Speaking of. No, here's why. Here's why. I'll go straight to Because they don't get enough light. Okay. And white media covers the Kardashians enough. Got it. So for me, it's like, if we are a black media company, let's cover black media and not talk about her. Because in that equation you just named between her and Jake, it's 25% is, is black. 
Because he's half <laughs> black, half white, right. and she ain't black at all. So that's what I'm saying. It's 25% of that conflict that, that is white. We got to have a 50, Don. No, that's a new rule for the God Show. We have to have 50% I like it. have to be I'm at least black plus I'm implementing Let's that, go. and I don't want to hear shit about it. Speaking 51. of black, um, Kiki Palmer and Usher leak up for a new music video. It's called Boyfriend. Do you think that this like was all like part of the plan, or do you think they're just kind of seizing an opportunity? And is this going to affect Kiki's relationship in the long run? I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think... First of all, I think it was brilliant. I haven't heard the song yet, but I always talk on this show about artists knowing how to connect the story. That's connectivity. Usher's good, good song is dope as fuck, right? I love that record. But it's not attached to a story. This boyfriend record, if it's good and the story is attached to, oh, man, it's going to take off. Do you know Walk, Walk, Walk? You know what that song's about? Do you know what that song's about? You're talking about... Uh... Saucy Santana. Oh no! I, you know I that? I know. About Kodak no, 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 no. Yeah. So I said, walk." No, so you know his walk song's about. It's a diss song to Rolling Ray, uh, the wheelchair guy. Let me see you walk, walk. He was dissing the dude in the wheelchair. That's crazy. That is crazy. Imagine if the world knew the truth for that moment. Handicap shaming. Right. It's a bit so, but a gay guy did it, so they can't cancel him. They can't cancel him. He a gay right. guy. They can't. Woo! Wow. That's class of the Tyson Titans. The gay community versus the handicap community. Woo! That's a war. I don't want no part of that war, that conversation at all. Yeah, yeah. No, but, no, but, no, no, but hit me, the reason why I brought it up to you guys was because as much as it was a hit, it, ha- it was connected to a story. That's all I was saying. This Usher boyfriend record was connect- is connected to the Kiki Palmer story. It's going- if it's great, everybody in the radio is going to be playing it because we know what it's about now. And now we're going to start putting our lives in it. Oh, that's me. Da, da, da. It's going to be crazy. So I don't think Kiki boyfriend understood that ain't nothing more powerful than fame and money, baby. Man. Ain't, I, ain't nothing more powerful. I mean, I, I don't know the situation. I feel kind of bad for him, though, because now it's like you being played she with. She gone. Uh, yeah. Not only is she gone, she don't care. And now she's really playing and rubbing She's it starring in, in the video. And it's to the point where it's like, you know how, like, let's say you go out, like, you're in a relationship. You might go out on a Friday night. Your girl go on Saturday night. She want to. Like oh, like one up you, you can't one up the situation. There's nothing you could do that's gonna top this situation because it's now it's, it's Usher, it's Times Tense, it's a record, it's a video. It's they might go on tour. Like it, it's it's nasty. Like there's it, nothing you could do. And if she win a Grammy off this, then it's even nastier. So now you're just in the Guinness Book of Losers, like forever. Like and I, I feel bad for him, man. Guinness Book of Losers. Um, so, Jack, I want you to jump in on this one. So, 50 Cent is on his tour. He's on his final lap tour. He kicked it off. I feel at- like I should go to the restroom right now. Uh- I- <laughs> <laughs> he kicked it off at NYC. He brung out, like, a plethora of people from Young Ma to Bustin' Rhymes, Don Q, Bobby Smyrna. Um, He's coming to Atlanta on Thursday. Yeah. Young Ma ain't on the list either, by the way. Young Ma's not on the oh. list. That's a good one. See, if you want to say girls, if we could try to fight for a girl to get on the list. But Remy, Remy Martin is the best. He definitely should have. Yeah. We, all right. Wait. Folk, we got to. All right. So final lap tour, Jack. Tell us a little bit. What we? What I'm going to run to the restroom right now because <laughs> Jack is talking. I'll be right back. <laughs> final, <laughs> final lap tour. So 50 Cent's coming to Atlanta on Thursday. Who do you think he's going to bring out when he comes here? What can we expect for well, the rest I know of the final it's, lap? It's 50 Buster and Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm trying to think um, who has 50 collaborated from the South. I would say maybe Jeezy. Okay, I could see that. That would be um, a good one. Maybe Luda. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be good. That would be interesting. I mean, if I were him, I would probably go with a fan favorite. You can't you can't ever come in Atlanta and not have T.I. come out. Yeah, that would. They had their little, their little beef 
Yeah, they had their little. Well, it wasn't. Who had beef? 50th? No, over the verses. They were trying to do yeah. a verses. Oh. The verses. So I think that would be like kind of a full circle moment. Um, two chains I could see coming out. Okay, and then speaking of things that's going on in Atlanta this week, so we got the Funk Fest coming up this week, right? So that's yeah, on Funk Friday. Fest. Friday and Saturday, actually. Oh, Friday and Saturday, double right. duo. So what are we going to expect at the Funk Fest? What's going on? Um, where is it at? They got, like, Jasmine Sullivan and Ella May and um, Tila and uh, Keith Sweat, Juvenile. Oh, so it's like the ultra R&B type of thing. It's hip-hop and R&B, actually. Oh, okay, so I like that. Why do you think that these type of festivals are becoming so big nowadays? Like, they're having, like, these multi-artist things going on. Do you think that's taken away from touring? Um, not necessarily, but I think sometimes certain artists may not have a catalog enough mm. to do a whole show. I never looked at it like that. Cause you I always felt like if I could, if I had to choose to spend between the 200 on just seeing just 50 cent or spending 200 and going to see a plethora of people, I would spend my 200 to go to Rolling Loud versus just a Well, see, the tour. thing is 50 has a big enough catalog and a big enough following that you could do that. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get back. You no, know, but a lot of these dudes, oh, Jeezy's on there too, on the Funk Fest. But a lot of these, a lot of these people don't have catalogs the way if someone wants to sit through a whole two, three, four hours of just them. Mm-hmm. So they got an hour set? Most people only have an hour of music. Probably 30 to 45 minutes. Right. Yeah, that, that seems realistic. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the American Black Dad question. What do you say? What do you say? No, don't ask what he said or you wasn't here. He was over there taking it's the It's Get Rich or Die Trying better than Ready to Die? Yeah. Absolutely. You fucking crazy. Nah, get Absolutely. Rich or Die Trying was crazy. Get bro. Rich or Die Trying is incredible, guys. And I, I am not saying it's not incredible. It's incredible. But Ready to Die, to me, is the greatest debut album for any rapper to me in history. Never. Get Ready to Die. Listen, listen. From, let me ask you a question. From Get Rich or Die Trying. Let's just, let's stay right there. What do you know about 50 from that album? He was shot. Yeah, he, was he, was, shot. he was shot. He had a lot of beef, right? Yeah. Hustler. Right? What else? What's going around his neighborhood? I mean. Like what? No, nah, be specific. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's, let's be specific. specific. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just. Him, here's my, here's, here's my point. Signed, he's on his way to fame. No, 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 no. Here's my point. My point is, is that it was an incredible album. I think it's top. Five debut rappers, rap albums of all time, along with Good Kid, Mad City. I just think it's certain albums that are like, and I actually think it's probably top three. I can't think of a second, but I'm gonna say top two for right now. I think Ready to Die, and then Get Rich or Die Trying. That's how high I think it is. But dog, let's let's look at Ready to Die. The album is called what? Ready to Die. He ends the album with what song? Suicidal Thought. Well, he does what? He shoots himself. Okay, how does the album start? With his birth. Right. Right, you hear you. You also know the year he was born in because the song that's playing was playing the year that was that song came out the year he was born. Then you show him, you know who he is as a kid. Then you hear mom and dad arguing about him. It's motherfucker, da da da. Yeah, all that stuff. And then he's like, then you see him as a teen. First time he hears voice, and he's like, "What are we about to do? Rob the train? Your mom ain't taking care of you." Like, bro, I felt like I knew this man. I could tell you. And then he also had the what? He also had, and I, and I got to include one more chance. I gotta include the, the remix mm-hmm. to one more chance. I have to include that because it was it was it was repackaged for the album at the time. It wasn't the streaming days where you could just upload it and put it in there. So one more chance. Also, yeah, one more chance. He had Big Papa. 
Bro, he had machine gun. Like, dog, we knew, I knew who the mayor of New York was. I knew why he left out of town. I knew why he went to Virginia. So I'm seeing body after body, but Mayor Giuliani ain't trying to see no black man turn to John Gotti. I knew he had a daughter. My daughter used the potty, so she older now. Like, bro, you knew this man. Fire. I'm not dog. I think Get Rich or Die Trying and Snoop's Doggy Style. Those are top albums of all time. But I mean, I'm speaking from a straight MC standpoint. Ready to Die is the greatest debut album for any rapper. So we're just talking straight MC, nothing else. No impact, no nothing. No, 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 no. 50's impact was incredible. Was it more Incredible. than Ready to Die? Absolutely, it was bigger than Ready to Die. How about a different category, though? When you put that album on from beginning to end, 50, once you put that album on, you feel like 50. It, you could be the school. I you agree. You could be a, somebody working in corporate America. You feel like you ready to go in there, hustle your ass off, catch a body. You ready to go. That music come on is over. Biggie, that, you might have to hit, skip a few times. No, what you skipping Definitely. on Ready to Die? Because who was out in the car? Well, we was in the car. with some, It was me and you. No, no, it was me and Esso. And me and Esso was driving, and he's from Queens. I don't want to hear and we played, funk and we played. No, I, you don't have to. But what I'm saying is, is that you knew him. And for me, Ready to Die, I mean, Get Rich or Die Trying felt like 50's revenge on the game. Well, it was got, almost like it was almost like part two to Carlitos way. You got like y'all thought I died. I came back, and now I'm now I'm loving, I'm about to take everybody money out of. And my, I, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying I believe Ready to Die is the greatest album. For any art rapper in history, you gotta also remember, like, technically that is his debut album, but technically it's not because you remember Fifty had a deal and Power of a Dollar, exactly. Power of a Dollar, which was um, had my I man D album on there. that was a little bit more personal, and then you know you had all of the G Unit mixtapes and stuff that led up to it. I'm not, I'm we not, didn't have that much material from Big from Biggie before. I agree. That. So it's kind of so, so, so the mixtapes added to the anticipation. Don't don't forget, he was also beefing with one of the biggest artists in the world, who was on his decline, and he was also signed to Dre and M. Biggie was signed to an unknown puff at that moment. The industry might have known him, but the world didn't know him. It was a lot of elements why that album was more impactful than Ready to Die. I'm not arguing impact. Mm -hmm. Better. Bar for bar, bro. I can't. I can't, I can't give. I can't give nobody over that. Well, we can't say Fifty is maybe more lyrical than Biggie is. But so I, what, I feel what, like what would you say? Wise, what would you say? Oh, so that's what I'm saying. The vibe, vibe wise, I I think, and just knowing because I you know Fifty is from up the block. I was there. In case, I, like, in case and I didn't get that yet. And I did not get that yet. You know, we I didn't forgot. live. I didn't live in bed. I didn't live in Bed Stuy when Ready we to forgot. Die came out. But here's the I thing. But here's there. the thing. I didn't live in Bed Stuy, and I didn't live in Queens. But after listening to Ready to Die, I felt like I knew more about Brooklyn than I knew about Queens. Listening to Fifty. 50 made me 50 made me feel like nigga everybody in nigga it's a death trap we all killing everybody <laughs> we killing each other and it was it was it was hard i love it I, dog i never want people to take what i'm saying and make it sound like i'm discrediting somebody i believe it is number two debut snoops kendrick i can't think of another one reasonable doubt well, maybe nas but reasonable doubt wasn't up there for me as far as like top might be top 10 but i don't say top five but get i mean ready to die bro it was a baby picture on there. Then the next album was called Life After Death. Like, it was like, bro, it was just so lined up, bro. And he really was the best, to me, the most perfect rapper to ever live. 
And another thing I'm going to tell you something big that people don't acknowledge. Shout out to my man, Jacob York, because he, boy, I can't wait to have him on the show. Boy, that, y'all know, I don't know who Jacob York is? Of course. Okay. Jacob York literally reminded me in the middle of all of this. Ray, he, he did all of that with two albums. He was the biggest rapper in the world. He was the trendsetter. He was the new, he was the beginning of the new school. And he only had two albums. Only two. You know how hard that is, bro? Come on, man. He was the MC when MCing wasn't what it was. He was the MC like when it wasn't what it was. Dog, you gotta remember, he came after Kid and Play. Like, think, you know what I'm trying to say? Think about the artists he came after. Those artists Farm weren't, man. they was fun artists. Yeah. I got it made. He can't, he was the first artist that really bought realness in a digestible way. Cause Kuji Rap had realness, but it wasn't digestible to all. Biggie was the I, I first could, one that, that did it in a way with women, men, kids. I was 14 when Ready to Die came out. My fucking aunt, who was like in her 30s, was like, you don't know about Big? <laughs> like, I, was, I spent that summer in New York when I was 14. I always tell her, so I was in New York that summer. Dog, Biggie had it on lock. He got on Bone Wreck. I, I mean, dog, he's the best. He's, to me, he's the best rapper. He's the most perfect rapper to ever live. And if he would have been alive, I think that everybody would be number, he would be number one, and then everybody else would be number two after. So you think, do you think Jay-Z is Jay-Z if Big doesn't die? Yes, but I think he's Jay-Z behind Big. I, because and and it and it was shaping up that way. That's why Big put him on the record. But he was he was J, Jay was gonna be number two too big. Cause you gotta remember, Big had the machine. He had Clive and Puff, rich, young, ignorant Puff, who was willing to do whatever, <laughs> who smack the shit out of a nigga Puff. He had that Puff, like you know, like he was gonna be number one. I don't think I like Jay Z under. With Big and Puff, though, I don't think I, I like him with Dame Dash. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm just saying the I'm reason saying I the said music that would have came out under Puff. No, like he tried though. Second album, he tried. Second album in my yeah. lifetime. Yeah, I like the album. I like yeah. certain songs, but yeah. it wasn't. It was a, a reach. It was a yeah. reach. But that's what I'm saying. But like even then, but his as, whole career might have been that. As Jay Z, oh, you're right because he died after. No, did he died after Reasonable Doubt and maybe. Was Before he, in my lifetime? What was it? Somebody look up the um look um look up when the release date for in my lifetime, please. Um, James. That was like ninety. Yeah, because my thing is, I think it was no, it was he died because it came out in ninety seven, but I think Big was already gone because he had that lead single, "You Belong to the City." Terrible. Right. It, it came and out. He had, uh, uh, and he had, and I'm a whole fan. And he had that nope. song. No, uh, the only thing he had was imaginary players. Imaginary like, players. That was enough, like that was like yes, and that was that. And then he yeah. dropped Freesha's watching right after. Be my sunshine. Yeah. That was like eh. uh, that, that was, was like, that was him reaching. It was feeling like he was Nate's. in the shiny suit. That him yeah. and Dame was in shiny suits. Mm -hmm. Dame said it. Yeah. What year did um November fourth, nineteen ninety seven? Big was dead out. already. Yeah. So you're right. So he was. So maybe I don't know, but I know this. If Biggie was alive, and I hate to do ifs because I hate I like living in the world, but I'm just saying to you, bro, that man was. I think Hove knew. Hove had to know. He had to know. Do you know? If, can I tell you some a fun fact that people don't know? No, this is crazy. You know, Rakim and Big Daddy Kane were both born in 1968, and Jay Z was born in 1969. Mm -hmm. Jay Z is a young, a year younger than Rakim and Big Daddy Kane. But they his OGs. But they his OGs. And the reason why is because of the era. They were before Big. Jay was after Big. Hmm. Everybody after Big is not considered old school hip hop. Everybody before Big is called old school hip hop. So we could really look at hip hop like before Biggie, after Biggie if we wanted to. 
BBAB, bro. We can look what? at it like we can look at hip hop like that because after, because remember before Big, it was like you might have had a lyrical dude here and there, Master Ace or one of those guys. But when Big came, he put lyricism and hit making and all that in one batch and was at the top. I think Big dying and Big L dying too helped Jay Z a lot. I don't know about Big L. I don't know too much about him. I don't. I don't like. I don't. Don't get mad at me, y'all. Everybody looking at me. I don't know about Big L. I don't no, know. Big L was nice. If he was from Harlem, you would have gave uh, Queens. You would have gave. Harlem, yeah. If he was from Queens, you would have gave him way more credit than that. That's some fucked up. I, I, I mean, he's a Queens. You'd have been like, he's incredible. He's, he's, he's the best. I'm, I'm not. A, I wasn't a fan. I'm a fan of Mike Geronimo. I'm a fan of Royal Flush. I'm a fan of Queens niggas. Give me the top five Queens rappers of all time. We're gonna do you with the Bronx, and we're gonna yeah. do you with Harlem. Let, let him do the Bronx. Ah, no, go to. Har- I'll ask you first. Queens. Queens. Top five rappers of Queens. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Nas fifty in order. Oh, I did mine in order. Wow, in order. I'm gonna put what is out. the criteria? Oh the fuck! You asked me first, and I asked you that. Okay, I'm gonna say fifty Nas. Number L-L. one is fifty. Yeah, Nas. L L. Start over. I want to make sure I want to interrupt you. Fifty. Wait, you going in order? Yeah. yeah. 50, number one. Eddie, you're going to get your I'm turn. From one Let him go. go to, uh, get, you need to be thinking about the Bronx. You need to be thinking about Harlem. Right. Go ahead. 50, Nas, LL, Cool G Rap, and I'm going to say Q-Tip. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Q-Tip, a lot of niggas came after Q-Tip and wanted to be like Q-Tip. They would not be a Kanye West if it wasn't for Q-Tip. They wouldn't be a Talib Kweli. It wouldn't be a Most Def. Q-Tip was in movies and Poetic Justice. Q-Tip was doing a lot of things. Like, Q-Tip is, is he should be high on this complex list. He, yeah, Tribe Called Quest is. So he's your number five on your list? Yeah, I, I put that. I'm Bronx? cool with that. Bronx? Oh, man, that's, that's tough, man. You know, we started hip-hop. Oh, my goodness, man. Just give me your list. Oh, we started hip-hop. But, Talking um, to the mic. We don't want to miss this. What, what I would say is uh, I'll probably go number one. I would have to go big pun, right? Gotta go big pun. Ooh. Probably Fat Joe. I'm just going in order, right? I and mean, then I, I could, you gotta throw KRS1 in there, right? He, he, he came first. He started a, a lot. So KRS1 is number three. Um, then from there, from there, it depends on where we going. If we going. Where we going? We asking you where you going. <laughs> it depends, man. It, I could say three, and I don't know what order it could go, but it, I wouldn't put Remy. I would put. Maybe French, maybe A Boogie. No, stop. He has five. That's your five. So your five is what? Say it again. (laughs) Make sure we get it. I had Big Pun, Fat Joe, then KRS One. Um, gotta put gotta put French and A Boogie. Okay. Is Who's the Bronx? Like six, I'm not the Bronx. I'm Harlem. Get it right, Harlem. Give us Harlem. We're going to Harlem. Um, now, mind you, I'm younger than y'all, and I'm, oh, I'm not goodness. as intense. Okay, so y'all going to chew me up for this, but and it's not in order. I'm not going to, but she's a really good rapper. Give us an order. Um, order. Well, everybody did order. You got to do order. Um. Okay, so, all right, but. Oh my okay. goodness! All right, all right. Yeah, Cam number one, Joel's, Mace, Rocky, Max B. Wait, you got Joel's before Mace? Joel's is really good. That I can't feel my face mixtape. You all have that him stuff. before Mace. Yeah, Mace is one of the most. Mace is one of the most illest. We talk about lyric like Mace is one of the most was really illest. Good rap. Right. And he was this ill and, and, and lazy Mace? flow. And lazy flow though. I know they like my lazy flow. Talking about nineties Mace. Like, we talking about we talking about we talking about the city y'all from. 
Queens, the Bronx, Harlem, and Atlanta. Yeah, give but me a list Mace, one more time. That list is actually better than all both of y'all. Cam, Joel's, Mace, Rocky, and Max B. Max B definitely got to be there. Max so B, Max B is a he 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 literally is a wave starter. Wave God. Yeah. So you don't you don't put Big L on that list. I don't know Big L music that much. That's why, just like it's you okay. said, being familiar, I Jack, have to go with what Jack, no one asked you why you didn't put Run DMC on your list. Leave her alone. If I had to pick between Dipset, if I had to pick my Dipset rappers, I'm going to pick Cam and Jewels over Jim. That's why. Hold on, who is yours? Cam, Jewels, Mace, Rocky, Max B. I don't like ASAP Rocky. Hold on, hold on. And Eddie, hold on. Eddie's... I ain't going to let nobody live this shit down. Eddie's was Big Pun Fat Joe, Karis One, A Boogie French. Yes. And yours was 50. Nas. Uh-oh. Cool G rap. Q-tip. Yours was dope. I ain't gonna lie. Yours is good. Fucking well. Come on. I'm from Queens, <laughs> man. Oh, look. All right. So, in rapping, we're going to go to the no, American Black Father, then we can rap. Actually, okay. my list is better than both of those. Oh, wow. Well, not better than mine. Not better than mine. First of all, Harlem is like a neighborhood. So, if y'all really want to get technical, <laughs> we could go into some shit, but we're not going to go there. Um, American Black Dad. So, a father faced backlash for popping his daughter as she twerked. Um, how do we feel about... Wait, popping his daughter? Yeah, like the girl like was like doing a little doop and he just he just did a little pop. It wasn't nothing crazy. Like spanking uh, her? Like yeah, it was just a pop. It was literally uh, like a, what are you doing type thing? Uh, like, get stop doing that shit. Um, but she? she? looked like she was four and under. She looked like she could have been like three or four. Um, how do we feel about disciplining our daughters? Um, what, what, do, what are we doing to prevent our daughters from being on stripper pole? <laughs> Um, as someone who uh, has father, a, then you grab the I, mic first. I, I, as a dad of a I, daughter, as a dad, you know, of a one year old. Um, for one, I, I don't even like my daughter to watch anybody doing anything like that. So that's number one. But if she starts doing things like that, I would want to pop her or find another way to discipline her to let her know that that's not cool. And because I, I don't want her doing that in public, so I applaud him for taking steps. I don't know if, it's, if in the beating the child or not. That's on you. But you know, I I definitely applaud him for. Not allowing that because it's, it's something that should that's that should be for adults. It's not appropriate for babies and kids to be doing things like that at all. You know how I feel about kids being fair to their parents. <laughs> I, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> fuck your kids up. <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you something. Let me tell you why you should fuck your kids up, parents. Because when they go to jail or they do something bad, they're going to blame you. Mm-hmm. So fuck them up before they can blame you. And that way they don't know. Because you can tell a kid that has... Fear of their parents compared to a kid that fears no one. Because if you don't fear your parents, you don't fear nobody. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I could, if you could tell your mom, shut the fuck up, you damn sure going to tell the police shut the fuck mm-hmm. up when they say something Good to one. you. And the police ain't your mama. So they'll whip your ass. <laughs> Bad. That's what, or a teacher or whatever it is. Or, that's what I'm saying. or kill you even worse. But my right. point is, is that I just think that a, as, a, as a cold, as a warm-blooded black man that loves women, I'm tired of twerking. I'm tired of it. I'm, I, if I had to live my life without another twerk song, I would be okay with that. Yeah. And my thing is, and I don't go to strip club. So I I just don't like, I'm just tired of twerking. It feel like that's, I remember like, go look at house party and look at the dancers. They was dancing. Them girls is getting it. Now the only move these girls got today is twerking. You play a gospel record. They twerking. (laughs) He just turned around. He's like, damn, you got another move. There was another, wait, there was another viral clip that came out this week, and it was a mom, she had hired a behavior coach to come in and talk to her son, and- um, Oh, you when he was in his face yelling? Yeah, he was in his face yelling. Um, So it's like, 
One, like, where's the rest of the men in her family? Like, why does she have to step outside and hire a behavior coach to help her discipline her child? And, like, why aren't, like, black men should help support if there is a single Can I tell you black the difference? Woman? Let me hear it. Um, a lot of the times you don't want to involve family because you don't want to be judged. Mm. You know, like, your family going to make it about you. Mm-hmm. And right now it's about your child. So, you know, your uncle, your brother going to come and be like, this why you need to be here. Yep. And you, need, and you mm. don't want to hear that. So That's bringing a stranger in that doesn't have that hangups, they're going to focus strictly on the kids and the kid respecting you. So you think it was a good idea? Hey, listen, man, I think kids need to be, I know for a fact that I'm successful and who I am because of my of fear <laughs> of my, my mother. I know why I am. I'm, my mother made me. My mother, I was scared to death of her, and that's why I, I was with the shits. But I was with the shit. I wasn't with the shits. You know, I, I was with the shit. I'm gonna do something, but um, I'm getting out here first. I'm going. I'm gonna be the first one out because Lorraine don't play, and I ain't about to get my behind whipped in front of all you. But did you have a strong male presence in your life? Somebody, like uncle or somebody that well, could? Yeah, yeah. I had a strong, but 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 in my family, the women run the show. Like in okay. my family, like mm-hmm. like I've never been disciplined by a man in my life. Like I've been disciplined. My mother, my aunt, my grandmother. That, but I never had a man hit me. I never had, like, my father never hit me. My, uh, I think the most happened was my uncle might have grabbed me by my face one day. Like, stop. But I've never been touched by a man in my life, like, hit or anything of that. So my family is built. The women run the show in my family. Like, the women are the bosses. So I, come, so I come from that. It's like some real mafia shit. Like, the women run the boss. The men make the money. The women run the show. That's how my, that's why, I'm, uh, listen, bro, you want to get close to me? Get close to Lorraine. Because my mother will show up to, in my bedroom with you <laughs> I got the cold I'm walking in <laughs> I told you you need to meet him like my mom that's just my family my family is ran by women so I've never been disciplined by a man but but trust me the women they were they were no joke like I, I used to think my mother had like an issue with like life or something because she would just why the fuck are you so mean and want to beat me up all the time like, keep I was just you scared on straight and narrow let me ask you a question and my was- stepfather was my father was a gangster my stepfather wouldn't even I think my stepfather might have told my sister one day she was overweight. And my father was in jail. My oh, father he, called he the, the house. Nigga, my father was in jail. All oh, I remember okay. was my father called the house, said, told my mom, where the again. fuck Derek Moody at? Put him on the phone. Derek Moody was like, yeah, uh-huh, cool. Got a phone, never sent him to my sister again. I don't know what, he, what my father said. I ain't saying he punked him, I ain't saying none of that. But I know he ain't never sent him to my sister again. Let me ask you a question. You always talk about your mom a lot, and I met her. She's a wonderful woman. I'm just curious because I was thinking. He met, my mom kicked him out the house, by the way, first day she met Jack. That's a whole other story. My mom said, who the fuck is this? <laughs> hey, Dre, what she do? She called a man. Dre, Lottie, he got to go because Jack was in the house drunk screaming, my name is Jack Dance. My mom was like, who the fuck is he? I'm glad it wasn't But go what you say. Now, what do you think is, what's the, like, the craziest thing that your moms beat you with? Um, my mom, my mom was a, um, my mom was, my mom was like Mike Tyson hand to hand combat. You know, uh, my mom didn't need a weapon. My, not, my mom didn't need a weapon. My mom, listen, man, let me tell you something. I don't know what it was, but she didn't play, and I was scared. But I'm also, but that's just who I am as a human. Like I used to sell weed. I got a gun put in my head. I never sold weed again. So no, thank like, you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy that needs three or four times to learn a lesson. Right. Like I see you do it. I'm, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not, even to this day, even the good stuff, by the way, you notice, how many times you like, Ray, I got you a ticket to go to such and such, and I'm like, I'm straight. 
I've seen him once. I ain't got to see. I saw Beyonce once. I don't got to go ever go see again. I'm that guy. I don't need to experience things five or six times to feel good about myself. Like, it's like, I saw it once. I'm good. Y'all go see it now. That's how I am. I, right. I, so seeing, that's how I'm my whole life. So seeing somebody get their ass whipped. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Good question, Jack. Y'all got it. So um, we have something big coming up at the in like two weeks, less than two weeks. Yeah. We're going to be at Invest Fest. Invest Fest. So, With a um, special guest. With, oh, I wasn't going to tell the people I'm not yet. Saying, I'm not saying who the guest is. I'm just right saying what a special guest. We got a little special guest that's going to um, be on the stage at Invest Fest with us. So you guys are going to want to tune in next week to all our social media pages to find out who that special guest is. And we're going to also be um, at a, what's the thing called, Jack? Funk fest. fest, yeah, we spoke about fest. That. It's a lot Funk of fest. fest. Funk fest, invest fest. We had all the fests. love fest. We need a God's fest. Ooh, yeah, we're working on that. Don Vito, oh. we need a God's Ooh, fest. Speaking to the, it, speak the one it. thing I will give Atlanta, and I've only been here for a year, is that I've always told people from the end of August until like probably Thanksgiving, Atlanta's the it's best place packed. to be. Yeah, really? Yeah, so many. Why? Jazz. It used to be. One music when fest. they did BMI Awards, Luda Day weekend. Oh yeah, all the fucking homecomings that's here. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you got um, they used to do the Curl Fest. Mm-hmm. They used to do um, Re- Revolt, AC three, A three C, A three C, whatever. Now this year, Jermaine is doing the Social Social Death, Death Fest, One Music Fest, Revolt, Revolt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think and then all the homecomings because yeah. the homecomings by itself is a is a time to you know, be alive. That's why that's, that's how I feel about Atlanta. I mean, New York in the summer. New York is like, no place no, in the world. No, like there's no place better in the world than New York City for a young person. For a young person than New York City. From the hydrants, being outside, having water fights. It's always a park. You could be out late night. There's no place better than the ice cream truck, the coquito. Like, there's nothing in place yeah. better than New York in the summertime. Well, that's why I got my shirt, my Kiff shirt, the, the uh, New Yorker. On. Lord Jesus Christ! It's, you know what I'm saying? It's just that's what it is. Anyway, guys, make way, sure let's, you guys let's wrap up. Okay. I, I'm gonna wrap it up. This is the guy <laughs> show. To Eddie, all of us. you are more than invited to come anytime. Thank you, guys. Let's get up for Eddie. Jack, we're going to have to talk. I'm here all the time <laughs> we gotta anyway. See no, Jack is here every time anyway. He's always here. He's a producer of the show, so he's always here. But we got to find a way to do a show that doesn't include Queens. Okay. That's never going to happen. By the way, <laughs> by the way, every Jack, I know every creative in Queens history. Jack Dance will be in my DMs, will be texting me like, you got to meet this person. He produced <laughs> this on 50 album. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. Bro, he did this on fifth album. He did this. He wrote. I'm like, bro, I don't. It's not just Queens. But I'm being funny. I'm only saying that because, you know, I think the reason why this show is successful is because you can tell that I'm talking to my friends. It ain't like I'm talking to somebody I don't know. So then it comes off like, so what's your name again, Mike? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> like, I, it's going to be, so this is, it works because I'm like, man, let me tell you about this. It works that reason. So there's no disrespect to those people, Speaking but you go hard. Just, I just want to say one thing before we leave. Um, I want to give a shout out to Warren G. He invited us to his show um, that they did here in Atlanta yeah. uh, last Wednesday. So it was him, Snoop, um, Too Short. Burner and Wiz Khalifa. Um, me and Don went, so we had the, the privilege to be backstage, of course. Um, got to chop it up with two chains, uh, Killer Love Mike. That. You know, so I, I want to say shout out to Dub. Um, that was, that was real dope. Great show. If you've never seen Snoop and them in concert, go see it. Go for it.
right now. Thank you so much for being on the Shout out to our sponsors. Us. Like, subscribe, all that other good stuff. This is the God Show. We are out. Yeah. See y'all next week. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.